the Astrology Oddcast. I'm going to keep it snappy. I actually am this week. I say it every week, but this week, it's true. <laughs> I'm not going to stop boring you <laughs> about the state of the economy or the world because I've done that, you know. We've been there. We've done that. We've got things to say. I am amazed, just touch on it, at Pluto in Capricorn and everything that erupted. If you follow me on Instagram, then you'd have seen all the shares that I put in my Instagram stories about Bellasconi dying, um, them arresting Nicholas Sturgeon, that Boris in the news, Trump in the news, court cases in the news, fascinating, classic Capricorn leaders of hierarchical in institutions being addressed by Pluto, the powers that be having their power stripped away, but some of them will come out stronger. Don't forget I said that. This all is not what it may appear to be. I think, I think, you know, with, with Pluto, some people are going to get more powerful. Some situations are going to get more powerful. Some, some, some brilliant leaders are going to rise to the top. I don't know who they are. Do you know who it might be? Sorry. Is Russell Brand. Russell Brand's rising sign is very late Capricorn. I think it's 26 or 27. I remember seeing that last year. So He's the type of person now who he's gained a lot of momentum. He's in the background. I don't know how political he is, but just look out for anyone who's got planets at late degrees of Capricorn or Cancer or maybe even Libra and Aries and, and watch watch them transform. Now, so what we've got this week, um, if we look at the chart, if I look at the chart right now, 13th of June, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday the 13th because they are digging outside my house. It is now 22 20 for those of you who like repeating numbers um it's late but you know it's light the whole time <laughs> it's summer and you know how in june and december well personally my rhythms just go out the window because it's permanent in winter it's just permanently dark and you just you just feel vitamin d deficient exhausted and just like giving up like often you know you party then you sleep and you can't get to sleep because that's I find sleeping very difficult in both June and December and that's maybe a story I'm telling myself but it's just the the it's such extremes and of course it could be more extreme I could be in Sweden I am aware I'm aware but I'm okay I'm I'm embracing the fact that there's a lot of building work outside my house to the point where I can't make any podcasts can't really even see clients because it's so loud and I'm working strange hours and there we go I hope I hope you two are embracing the challenges because it it has been irritating I know it's been an irritating week when people are dming me being like what's going on <laughs> why is everyone being a twat this week and I'm like oh um don't worry it's just the Aries moon conjunct Chiron and, and Pluto back in Capricorn You've heard me mention the 29th degree. Pluto's at 29 for the rest of the month. And it's it, whoosh, <laughs> we are punching into things. We are really digging into issues. Just look at what happened in the news on Sunday. Look at how many big things happened. And as I said in the podcast last week, personal is political. And so all those big toxic things, it's 22, 22 right now for those of you who love that. Um, all of those big toxic things are being addressed, but that's what's happening in your life. So people that are annoying you, the projections you see in other people, the conversations that you have with others, the the where you see weaknesses, where you see challenges in yourself and in, in others, it's part of what's going on. 
It's part of the purification. It's part of the alchemy of Pluto, the, the push, the big push. So, yeah, that's where we are. Okay, I've got my phone back now. I've had to wait. It's another reason it's so late is my I did an update on my software and it took 5,000 years, as these things do. The moon is in Taurus, conjunct the North Node. Maybe maybe it's destiny that I, I was supposed to be making the podcast at this moment. The North Node is one degree and 31 minutes. The moon is one degree and 34 minutes. Maybe I was supposed to be making the pod now. Jupiter's at six. Uranus is at 20. It's all in the fifth house. So yeah, I, you know, Tuesday's not my day, but there's a reason. <laughs> Sorry, I hate it when people whisper. Sorry if that upset you, because when Chris Evans whispers on Virgin Radio, it really, really, really grates. <laughs> okay, so Thursday, we've got Mercury square to Saturn. Not a great aspect. Last time Mercury did things with Saturn, my car was clamped. Mercury being vehicles, Saturn being no um, block. When Mercury, when transiting Saturn moved into Capricorn in 2017 and um, met my natal Mercury, my car broke down. What's going to happen to my poor little car? Maybe nothing. But either way, it that is a symbol of... Uh, of what happens to Mercury, our mind, our communication, our mood, it's clamped. Now, having a clamped Mercury can be great. I have actually written that clamp your, I think I wrote clamp your mind after the Mercury, after my car was clamped with at the Mercury Saturn conjunction, whenever it was. I don't know when it was. I think it was right at the end of Aquarius um, in in March. It was early March like the 4th of March or something, there was Mercury-Saturn conjunction. And I was like, right, use this very severe energy and focus for goodness sake. You know, just close some of these tabs and work. So it could be somber. It could be it could be really rubbish vibes on Thursday. Thursdays can be a bit like, the, a bit like that anyway. Is it going to rain? I'm not sure. I always say it rains on Thursdays. But also it could be very effective, very productive. Choose like know that the mood isn't jovial, and there there will be some no, there will be some challenges, there will be some irritations. Steal yourself and focus on what can be moved and created and shifted. Is my advice for Thursday. Venus and Mars are edging ever closer, so by Thursday Venus will be at nine and Mars will be at fifteen. It's beautiful. I I do think a lot of this lovely weather. I think I've already mentioned this is can be matched with that venus and mars in leo the lovely sunny joyful playful isn't life great if you just go for a drink after work vibe of mars and venus so enjoy enjoy the sociability of that particularly at the weekend because on saturday we've also got um what do we have i know we've got something flirty that's that's the new moon on saturday that's saturday night what have we got on Saturday? Oh, Saturn stations retrograde. That's a big conversation. Oh, yeah, we've got Mercury sextile Venus. That's it. That's it. That's it. So let me... Mercury will be at 11 degrees of Gemini at about 10 p.m. on Saturday. And Venus will also be at 11 degrees. They actually meet probably an hour before because Mercury's moving fast. Either way, Saturday evening, UK, we have... Mercury, the communication planet, doing great stuff. So he's 
savaged on on Thursday. Focus, 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 focus. Steal yourself. And then he's great at connecting, mixing and mingling, having a laugh, charming people, witty, witty times, and fun. Venus in Leo, Mercury in Gemini, both at eleven degrees. That's that's a lovely, that's a lovely flavor. It's beautiful. It is a waning moon. We are in the hours before the new moon and energy could be low. But it, as I've said already, if you saw the chart of somebody with Mercury, Moon and Sun in Gemini, you wouldn't think, oh, they're sleepy. <laughs> they want to stay in on Saturday night. You know, we've got Mercury, Sextile, Venus and Sun and Moon in Gemini. So, yes, it's a waning moon and the energy might be low, but also the Gemini urge to mix and mingle kind of overrides the need to stay in. You know, it's big FOMO energy, big, big FOMO energy. So, you know, even if you're tired, it's kind of like, ah, oh, you know, only live once, weather's great, off we go. But I would bear in mind that energy is low at a new moon. So maybe that's just, you know, when it gets to one in the morning, you're like, do we stay out or do we go home? Maybe you do give your body some rest if if it's asking for it. Just listen, listen to your body. And also, you could just have a lovely night in or a picnic or the socializing that you do on Saturday has a gentleness to it. And maybe you go out and you have a sharing platter and it's easy and, and you get home easy because Mercury is travel and it's with Venus. And you text your friend when you get home and you say, loved seeing you. So happy to be home. Good night. And then, you know, every nice vibes and what else we've got on saturday is saturn saturn's day stations retrograde on saturn's day and the new moon is at what time let's confirm the new moon is at five in the morning uk five in the morning on sunday the 18th we've got the new moon which is a low energy plus saturn not exactly high energy himself, stationing retrograde. So this is sluggish. This is big siesta, like that reel uh, posted on my Instagram stories of that bear coming out of hibernation. Like, what? <laughs> you, know, you pass out in the heat and you come around like, whoa, I think I just went to another planet. Maybe you did, probably did. Um, So it's, it does have, there is a heaviness. There is a heavy, I feel the heaviness now. I could gladly put all this equipment away and get in bed and the more I talk about sleep the more I'm like stop talking about sleep it's annoying me <laughs> because I want to go to bed um but I'll be delighted with myself that this is done tomorrow because if it's the banging all day and then I can't do it to the evening it's just gonna annoy me all day so very mercury applying to Saturn of me to be get getting this done a day in advance you know because mercury is already let's have a look Mercury is at four degrees of Gemini right now and Saturn is seven degrees of Pisces. So we've already got Mercury applying. He's on his way to seven degrees. He's moving at more than a degree a day and he is heading rapidly for Saturn. So already it's like be productive. And, I, you know, that's good. I hope you're all feeling that and enjoying it. Saturn stationing retrograde in brief. When a planet retrogrades, you know, like when you're rowing your boat, you're rowing your boat, you're rowing your boat, and then you're like, oh, need to change direction. And you put the oars in and then you get this upsurge of energy, you know, 
all the current is going against you because you've had flow in one direction and now all of a sudden the, the flow needs to reverse and you get this resistance. I feel retrogrades or planets stationing retrograde or stationing direct do that effect in the universe. There is some kind of vortex in the in the rhythms of the en energies that, that push that vibration up and out and elbows out and we feel it. We feel Saturn more. We feel slowness and stagnation and frustration. And we just have to do what we have to do, even if things are annoying. You know, it's it's just putting the work in. And when I wrote about the new moon in cycles, I said Saturn is stationing retrograde as we approach this new moon. And we are faced with both the cold, hard reality and joyful manifestation of our dreams. The card I pulled for this new moon is the world reversed, a reminder not to take shortcuts if we want to get where we need to be. And this, I literally just got off the phone to my friend. I went for a little walk, sunset walk. And we were saying pretty much that. And it's funny because, you know, that's what happens. We have these conversations that synchronize and match with the planets. And we both have Taurus planets and don't like change. <laughs> don't want change. Not interested. But of course, with Jupiter and Uranus now in Taurus, they are both expanding. They are both saying, look, go. You've got to move. There's more out there. Change. But the Taurus is like, new. <laughs> I'll stay here. And it's interesting because we, we do have the cold, hard reality and joyful manifestation of our dreams. And I said, it feels like when I was going to uni, I didn't want to go to uni. I didn't want to leave Nottingham when I was 18. I was just wasn't enthused about it. I loved my life so much. I, I couldn't conceive of the fact that I would love something else more. I couldn't conceive of loving anything else. Very Taurus. <laughs> like, if you don't have Taurus planets, then you do, I mean, I just really empathize with everybody who doesn't understand change, <laughs> who's stuck. It's not easy. And, and I just had to, and I just had to, I was, I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go. I'm not going to go. I'm gonna, unbelievable, like savage. And then like within two days, like I remember being on the dance floor on Monday night, I got there on the Sunday, dancing to uh, never forget and being like, wow, this is the best thing ever took me two two days but the amount of stress before I before I took the leap and I feel like that's the same now I got a leap I know there's a world out there like when I moved to Rome there's loads of things where the Taurus moon has said no but the Sag sun has said yes and the contentment where like it as we, I just said on the phone to my friend if it isn't broken don't fix it I was like exactly I'm I'm so happy right now living here and doing all what I do I'm, I'm I'm really you know everything is golden so why why change it because if I don't change it I'm gonna fucking be here when I'm 80 retired <laughs> living in the commune talking to myself making podcasts <laughs> that'll be it getting an iced coffee go to yoga it's all great. It's it's great. It's amazing. And there is the joy of like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to go somewhere else and I'm not running away from my problems. You know, I, I did see that as a blessing. I'm definitely not running away from anything. I'm reluctantly following the call. 
not reluctantly, uh, just think what I wrote in Cycles. Saturn is stationing retrograde as we approach this new moon and we are faced with both the cold heart reality and joyful manifestation of our dreams. And again, me congratulating myself on what I've written, <laughs> as I do every week. Um, that, like, it's not easy, but also it's brilliant. Um, and I, I'm definitely seeing it everywhere in so many of my friends and so many conversations I'm actually shocked at how many people are changing fundamentally changing my life their lives but also not shocked because it was my prediction for the year that people who'd been fixed for so long and doing the work for so long are suddenly going to see these moves what I am very even more curious about now is what the Venus retrograde brings july august september like the the insights realizations and and maybe the retrogrades come you know the returning they're coming back you go for a bit and then you come back and that's all good too because there's value in whatever trip you took so and whether that trip is metaphorical you know whether it, that's changing job for a little bit or leaving your partner for a little bit and then getting back together or putting your house on the market and changing your mind or um anything you know you get the picture you know we spell it out so Saturn's stillness is a solid reminder of the duress, work and rites of passage involved in meeting goals and achieving world worldly success. I saw that, um, I don't know how to say name, Shavin, Shavin, someone I follow on Instagram, he posted something today saying, it's halfway through the year, commit to yourself that you're going to do all the things you want to do. Don't tell anyone and just watch it happen and do the magic, i.e. do the work. And I like that. I like that for some, you know, a message being put out with stationing retrograde and Mercury, the messenger, talking to that Saturn, applying to Saturn at the moment. That's really conveying a message. And and don't cut corners, you know? Don't cut any corners. Don't cut spiritual corners. Don't cut your your feeling corners. Don't I don't I mean, don't cut corners basically. Because when I look at the new moon chart, it is square to Neptune, very tightly. It's applying a square to Neptune. So squares are challenging aspects. They're 90 degree aspects. Neptune rules Pisces. So he diffuses. He makes everything mystical, magical, dancey, covered in icing sugar, confused. He drains the energy from it. He makes you sleeping. You have to have lots of naps. You might be drunk on hormones or booze or love, just love drunk and confused. It's got a lot of media spin. It's, lot, it's not real. You can't trust it. So we've got a new moon that falls with Saturn changing direction and square to Neptune, which is why I probably wrote um, cold, hard reality, Saturn, and joyful manifestation, Neptune, the beauty. And and so both, both Saturn and Neptune, who are completely opposing themes, are highlighted in this new moon. And... That's why it's like the the discipline, Saturn, to your spiritual practices. Well, Saturn in Pisces for a start. I mean, we don't need to go further than that. Neptune rules Pisces and we've got Saturn in Pisces. So we are having to work on our spiritual practices. And it applies to everything, any point in your life. I'm not going to read everything from Cycles. You can purchase Cycles on my website or on Amazon. Oh, here, here's something else I wrote, though. Saying I'm not going to read it all out. But it seems like we're at a crunch point. Pluto has returned to Capricorn and is back at that very hot critical degree. Perhaps reality feels too much and we're making wishes based on dreams, not on the facts we are 
we need to face. I didn't write that very well. See, no, no, I congratulate myself. But the theme, yeah, I do think there is this tussle between the Saturn and the Neptune, and that, and of course, Pluto's then in Saturn sign of Capricorn. Neptune is in 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 Pisces. Um, Saturn is in Pisces. So we've got this strong Pluto's in Saturn sign. Saturn's in Neptune sign. <laughs> Do you follow? Um, some of you are like tapping out. She's talking nonsense. Come back, come back. I'll stop talking planets. I promise. But Sun square to Neptune. Neptune being the sea god. And we have diffuse, confused dreams, but we can make big dreams manifest if you work. Saturn insists. So what what commitments? I mean, at the moment, if you're listening before the new moon, 5 a.m. ish, let's be more Saturn. 5.37 a.m. BST. I'm going to double check. Yes, that is correct. At 5.37 a.m., the moon will be at 26 degrees and 43 minutes. And Neptune will be at 27 degrees and 38 minutes. Very tight square. And you can dream big, baby. What do you what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Feel into it, visualize it, manifest it, commit, Saturn, commit, commit, commit. With Saturn retrograde, you get to recommit, recommit, rebuild, re tweak, reconsider. You know what a retrograde is. It's a reconsideration of the theme of the planet. When Venus will be retrograde, we're going to look at your love life. When Mercury's retrograde, we look at your computer, your phones, your tech, your car. When Saturn's retrograde, it's the entire structure of your life and you're rethinking it. And when Saturn stations direct in, I believe, November. Let me give you the date. I think it's November the 4th. Yes, it is. Don't doubt yourself. <laughs> when Saturn stations direct on... November the 4th, you could be asking yourself or reflecting on some of the decisions you make now. Maybe, maybe I can't, I think I'll be back, <laughs> back in London, <laughs> November the 4th. Any decisions made at this new moon are going to be highly, highly Saturn linked as in the structure of your life. And we're, by, by November the 4th, we'll have had the eclipses, we'll have had the Venus retrograde, and I think we'll be standing on very different footing. Saturn on solid ground. You know, that's my event on my website. It's called Saturn on solid ground. It's my Saturn masterclass because I just feel like once you understand your Saturn, your your bone structure, your foundations, then you're free. If you if you understand your flaws and you, your weaknesses, that's where I get that from. Okay, so have I done enough? I feel like I have. I want. I genuinely want to keep this short. Um, let's have a look at Monday. Moon in Cancer trying to Saturn lovely um also connects connects home family Father's Day we've got Father's Day on Sunday haven't we that's very interesting that Saturn's Saturn's retrograde for Father's Day or Saturn's stationing retrograde on Father's Day where Saturn is a symbol for the father food for thought Especially when like Saturn is the patriarchy and Saturn rules Capricorn and Pluto is at 29 Capricorn and Saturn, the, the, the father figure is stationing retrograde whilst Pluto is at that critical degree of Saturn's sign. It's very like, ooh, you know, churning. Very interesting. And what I mean by interesting is 
symbolic. What, what is society saying to, about the role of the father? And I, I think I touched on this last week. The Yeah, I think that that's enough. I don't need to say more. We can all think about that, but what what do what do we what do we understand father to be in your life? And maybe there'll be a lot of reflection on that. More maybe it'll feel more poignant than usual because the energies are higher and more reflective of that. So therefore, it's going to touch deeper somehow. Also on Monday we have the sun exactly square to Neptune, so that could. You know, squares are challenging. The new moon is, is square to Neptune. And then the next day, that, that sun-Neptune aspect becomes exact. The moon-Neptune aspect will will be a couple of hours after the new moon itself. Either way, it's all very spiritual. Lots of longing. There could be a lot of longing because the sun is another symbol for the father. There could be the missing people. It could be very emotional. Because I think Saturn is stationing retrograde, but it's in Pisces. And Pisces is very emotional. And Capricorn's very emotional. So I really do think it's kind of poignant, but what can you do with all that love? What can you do with all that feeling? What what will you do with it? How will you stay grounded and focused and use Saturn to be like this, you know, dedicate some time to journaling, meditation, visualizing, in creating the structures in your life that you need to make yourself feel safe. I'm going to do some horoscopes now. And I'm going to do these horoscopes for the new moon because the new moon is you know new moon horoscopes and manifesting with the moon is the number one if i didn't do any other horoscopes and i only did the new moon ones i'd be happy with that because these are these are the ones that matter the most in my opinion a lot of people were asking me about the pluto ones i did on my instagram live the other night and that's such a huge, huge transit, the Pluto. It started in 2008, which does make it very interesting. Whatever began in 2008 is sort of closing off now. A big, big chapter of your life. But still, let's. this is a very... All new moons are powerful. So I'm not, I'm not going to hype this one up because they're all so powerful. But you've got the flavor of what this one is. So what are you going to work on? What are you going to dedicate, devote yourself to? So... If you're Aries or Aries rising, it's in your third house and your chart ruler is Mars and he's having a lovely time in Leo. So you're very creative and this new moon is in your third. So it's about the way you think, what you think, how you communicate, your relationship with your siblings, your neighbors. How are you going to express yourself and recommit to whatever it is that you want to say, do, how you want to put your energy out there? Taurus, it's in your second, your fave house. We're looking at your values. And Venus, also in Leo, in your fourth. So your home, your responsibility to family, where you want to be based, where your loyalties lie. How are you earning your money? Maybe you're changing things up. Maybe you're adding a string to your bow professionally. And maybe you want to trade, educate yourself, le learn something new, um, upskill do an extra day here, there, here or there, or maybe you're just upping your offerings, redoing your website, something like that, because you've understood more about what you value. And I, I do think, as I've already said, Taurus, when Venus, your, your chart ruler, or your ruler goes retrograde in the summer, there'll be some reconsideration of whatever this is, I do believe. Gemini, it's a new moon in your first house. So maybe you're going to, Cut your hair, paint your nails, 
maybe not paint your nails because it's toxic, but you're going to do, get out there, be seen. This is a brand new start, brand new cycle for you. And how are you going to express yourself, show up, speak? But it's very, it can very much be about what you look look like, but also how you interact with the world and your your sociability and also your relationships, because whatever's in your first is also in your seventh. I think as a rising Gemini, if I think about this new moon being in my first house, I'm like, okay, it's just a commitment. Is For me, this is about how can I maybe write something, maybe be dedicated to putting things out there and just just come at life with a fresh start energy and a commitment to how I want to show up. That's how I'm going to play it, just so you know. Because, you know, I feel like I didn't say a lot there with it being the first house. It's so broad. It can be anything. But it's just a it's a boost when it's in your first house. It's it's a new page. It's a new book. It's a new start of traveling the wheel of your chart, you know, because we start with the first and then the next month, the new moon will be in your second, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Cancer, it's in your 12th. So we are looking at your dreams your intuition, your subconscious, interacting with that. Maybe you've had some therapy. Maybe you are really, really exploring your dreams. You're trusting yourself more. Cancer is a very, very intuitive sign. So you're tapping into that and maybe even getting messages from the other side and feeling into your connections with the people you love. Leo, this is in your 11th. This is your lucky new moon. Shows the great relationship between Gemini and Leo, actually that kind of 11th house splendor just it's the lucky house that when whenever you the new moon is in your 11th you have extra wish you can make 40 wishes instead of 10 according to Jan Spiller the world's your oyster people like you you're blessed you're lucky your friends like you you want to hang you want to manifest things to do with your friends you visualize great experiences for them you want to do spiritual activities in a group etc etc enjoy your 11th house new moon Virgo, it's in your 10th house career vibes. And with Virgo rising, Mercury is very important for you and Mercury rules Gemini. So this is all about sharing what you know, being articulate, being quick, being speedy, adding a string to your bow, much like Taurus, you know, earth signs unite. How are you going to find another way to earn some money? Maybe, you know, you're very versatile anyway, Virgo. So what is it that brings you a sense of abundance and it might not be cash maybe it's doing less so you can spend more time socializing with your friends you know being more organized using that mercury wisely libra venus is in your 11th house which is lovely with mars so you also are having a great time socially this new moon is in your ninth so you're traveling and exploring your education and you are thinking about what you want to learn what you want to know you are setting your ideas on higher things. Yeah, this is your goals, your your bigger, broader intellectual pursuits. Because Libra is ruled by Venus as an into beauty and harmony, but actually there's a depth. There is there is a sophistication to Libra. And there's a sort with Venus and Leo, there's a confidence perhaps, and this new moon in your ninth, a confidence to go beyond and try more things and learn more things and experience experience more really because everybody's enjoying themselves hopefully despite pluto <laughs> pushing 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 the mars and venus is like hey it's sunny you know there are challenges out there but don't forget every day to enjoy it 
Scorpio. Scorpio, this is in your eighth. So much like Taurus, it's kind of in your favorite spot. And you are looking at intimacy and depth and bonding with with another. And you're looking at crisis issues and you're articulating them well because Mercury's there as well. Your ruler Mars, if it's Mars, is... Let's look at Pluto. I'm going to go Pluto for you. It's in your third house of communication. You, I think there's some heavy conversations to be had, actually. And there's some deep things to be confronting Scorpio. As much as the weather out there is quite lighthearted, there is, there is intensity. Pluto is at 29 Capricorn. And this new moon is in your eighth house of secrets and sex, death, intimacy. So you're digging into that. And it especially you know this new moon is square to neptune and neptune is in your fifth house of children there could be some conversations there about well if you don't have children then it's your creativity your projects but there's some serious decisions to be made about what you want to put out into the world all the all the all the young people in your fam Sag, it's in your seventh and this is the time to be dating, getting out there, new moon in your seventh, always the one, manifesting a partner, manifesting what you want, setting the ideal, Neptune's in your fourth, don't be, do you know what you want, Rising Sag? Because that's half, the, more than half the battle. If you can really commit Saturn stationing, if you can really commit to what you want and, and, and feel it, heart and soul, Jupiter conjunct the North Node, you can go for it. You can go for the partner. You can, you can create, you can dream, head in that direction. Any partnership, business partnership or romantic partnership, or just celebrating the partner you've got. You know, Sag always wants to go above and beyond. So it's about making the decision and then going with it, I would say, and manifesting around that and manifesting how you want to feel, even if you don't have clarity. Capricorn, it's in your sixth house of work. So much like your earthy brethren, Taurus and Scorpio, you are thinking about how you earn your money. Can you add a string to your bow? I remember the first time I read horoscopes that just did earth signs, air signs, fire signs, water signs. I was like, whoa. But there is a strong pattern um, between them all. Um, with Saturn in Pisces cap, there is a lot of communication to be done. So I know you're working hard always. We know that. But maybe doing a lot of trade. Maybe there is a lot of ingoing and outgoing and you need to sort of limit how many things are going on. Perhaps you've got too much going on. You know, with a lot of Gemini energy, it, it can be 30 tabs open and you need to just have three open. So it could be about getting clarity about what you want to commit to and letting some other things go, perhaps. And maybe you want to release them into this waning moon cycle. Aquarius, new moon in your fifth. So it's your creative projects, your children. What makes you feel alive? Where do you where do you want to what brings you joy? Where do you feel rooted? Where feels like home? What brings you value? Whatever creativity you want to put out into the world, focus on it. Much like I've just said for the other signs, you know, this is about digging into your passion and and opening it out. And maybe there's more than one. And again, this Gemini energy is about being plural. So what what else can you add? to what you're doing or if you're doing too much can you trim some back are you getting joy from your from your creative products or have you done too much like you know if I turned I actually love I, I still love astrology it's, you know the people people say all sorts of negative things 
as warnings trying to be helpful so when I wanted to turn astrology into my business people would be like are you afraid you'll ruin it I was like no <laughs> are you afraid you'll ruin your hobby by turning it into a job no I'm fucking not even slightly afraid thank you for your concern and so there's a bit of that energy going on like if you absolutely are wildly passionate about your topic gung-ho go for it if you have over-egged your omelette take note knowing Aquarius energy as Aquarius energy is I don't think Aquarius would ever back down if you love your hobby go for it add more add another string and Pisces it's in your fourth house it's you're at home <laughs> Neptune your ruler is in your sign so you are feeling into what you want to manifest where do you want to live do you want to live by the sea Pisces normally do are you going off on your dream have you are you okay with having a very versatile life and having living here and living there and not having any fixed abode are you having a lot of conversations with your family do you need to have a lot of conversations with your family what is it a, what is your big dream set up for where you want to what are you working towards you know, you may want to create and travel and explore and develop spiritually, particularly with Saturn in your sign. But once you've done all that, do you know, do you know what you're working towards? Or maybe you can set intentions to get more clarity on that. Okay, there we go. That is this week's Oddcast. The Oddcast is live on the 11th of July at Bingham River House in Richmond. And the tickets are available via my website and obviously via Bingham Riverside website. I am extremely tired. <laughs> Back to complaining about being tired, but delighted this is done. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and your horoscopes and a kind of overview of where we are and what's going on. I am putting in, I'm, I've had actually feedback. I thought this is kind of the vibe that people want to know what's going on with the current astrology. But maybe people like interviews more. I, I love doing interviews. I would gladly do interviews. I've been, I'm really enjoying this rhythm. I think when I do the the live one on the 11th of July, I'll probably do one more. And then in August, I'm working in the Maldives for a month. And I probably will put the podcast on holiday. I'll see. I might just do one for the whole of August in August. And then that'll be it. Because I think I think it's important to put things on holiday it's august i like to pretend i'm european and disappear for august as you know that's what like the italians do they vanish so and then maybe i can just put out some of the interviews that have been stored so that there's still a rhythm every wednesday i think that's what i'll do but always here for your feedback thank you so much for listening to the astrology podcast it is now 2301 it's, it's been 40 minutes that's quicker that is better. An hour is too long. Sorry for the hour-long rambles. I I like this to be half an hour, but the horoscopes add on 10 minutes. So hope you enjoy your scopes. I can see Venus. She's winking at me from the from the shard. I love an evening star Venus and these endless summer nights. Thank you for listening. Do let me know if you like these kind of weekly rundowns or if you're not bothered and you'd you'd be up for interviews in where I interview people and like use their astrology love your feedback really appreciate it because you know it's it's hard we just send the podcast down you never you never see in fact doing the podcast live will be great maybe we'll do a bit of Q&A maybe you know that will 
that would be really helpful because I'd be like, right, guys, what what do you want? What do you want to know? It would get a lot of guidance and be able to structure it and improve it. So do come if you can, if you're in London. Thank you so much for listening. Do subscribe. Do sign up to my newsletter. Do make sure you're on Instagram that you've said you want to follow me so that the algorithm actually shows you my posts and doesn't hide them because you know you can put add add to favorites do that (laughs) and but most importantly subscribe to my newsletter okay thanks everyone thank you thank you thank you good night 